You already know what it is. We got Aaron Singerman and PJ Braun holding it down for you and yours. The best in bodybuilding. Iron Empire Radio. Check it. You fucking with an Iron Empire. Harder than shells from a piece when I fire. Harder than hell. Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio, PJ Braun. This is episode number 33, and we're back live on video. You can watch us at YouTube or uh, on uh, MP3. And uh, this was a... Um, a lot has happened, I guess, in between this show and the last show, although we are doing this on time this week. One week um, past the last one. Uh, USAs are over. And before we even get going on all the other various shit we have to talk about, I want to hear your uh, some, some deep thoughts on the USAs. Um, well, I think that, um, I was the best I've ever been, if not close to the best I've ever been, um, at this show. And I placed the worst I've ever placed at a national show. So go figure on that one. Um, I think that it was a very deep class. Um, I think that my, my placing was kind of a joke and a a slap in the face and I think that if I had gotten compared with the gentleman that was in third place, Rob Ewells, that I would have beat him in every single pose. Um, I destroyed him at Eastern USA's in 09, and I've gotten a lot better since then. And in my opinion, he's pretty much the same. Um, perhaps a little bit better, but definitely not as, as much improved as I am. So um, that being said, it's over. I'm glad that I toughed it out and made it through, you know, considering the health issues that I had. And I was very happy with how he looked. And potentially have a cover for a magazine coming soon that I shot the next day, which is more than I'm sure that most of the competitors there could say. Um, so that's a nice silver lining. Um, but I'm certainly uh, not happy with my placing. What are the chances that you got the cover? Uh, we didn't really talk about that. I know you uh, they moved so, the for you. Uh, Toscarino is the final um, decider. On who gets the cover, so they can say we really want to use these pictures for the cover and give them to Bill Geiger, and then Bill Geiger can give the, them to Toscarino and say I really want to use this as the cover, but she can if she wants be like no I don't want to use that I want to use this. So you know hopefully with Greg James pushing me and uh, the guy Tuna uh, pushing me and Bill Geiger pushing me that's enough people pushing me where that Toscarino will be like, okay, let's use this as the cover. And they did get one really awesome shot. I mean, there was a, a number of, of uh, different stuff, you know, shots that they, they did. But there was one particular one they did where I was doing, like, overhead tricep extensions that he shot from kind of, like, overneath, uh, or excuse me, underneath, that I looked, like, really, really jacked. And, like, like my abs looked pretty sick, and there was, like, veins coming out everywhere. And it was kind of, like, you know, like an intense, like, action shot that he, he really, really liked that he wants to submit as like the main one. I remember it was photo number 160. Wow. He said, remember that photo number 160, that's going to be your cover. Um, they did some other cool stuff too. Um, but that was the one that he liked the best. So, um, you know, maybe that'll be the one that, that, that wins. Well, if, if there's anything I could do, I'll email Bill Geiger tomorrow and tell him to look out for the pictures that, you know, obviously I got a pretty good relationship with the guy now. So we've, uh, we've talked a lot. So, I don't know if I have that much influence to make anything like that happen, but I'll do whatever I can. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, uh, you know, Greg James, you know, obviously he wants to cover because that's a cover for him. Um, you know, if other guys are submitting pictures as well, too. I mean, I know Greg James shot a bunch of guys that weekend, but I was the one that he was really pushing the most. And, um, 
you know, like I said, it's Toscarino makes the final decision on it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope you get it. So, uh, all in all, would you say I know the placings were not what you wanted, but would you say the weekend was a disappointment? I felt like you had a pretty decent time. I think you. I, mean, I, I had a hang time, out with you as much. I had a really good time until I saw final score, and that kind of ruined everything. After that, when I saw the final placings. Um. Yeah, it seemed like you were having a better time. Don't let that ruin it. You know what I mean? I don't think that the, people who were there saw how you looked, and people could see your pictures. And I guess really that's what's important. You know what I mean? So, I think you were. I thought you were great. I think it's the best you ever looked. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was really, I was really happy. Uh, go, my my whole weekend was going great, and then when I saw those those final placings, I thought it was a mistake. You know, I, I was sure that I won um, my call out. And then I went back and I looked at all the comparison shots. And I thought I destroyed my call out in pretty much every pose. Um, so then when I saw that every single guy in my call out placed ahead of me, I was just kind of shocked. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you weigh now? I can look at your face. You look heavy. Uh, Two thirty six. I was this morning. Oh, not that heavy. No, my face is really not bloated at all. It's just you're just used to seeing it so small as as the last one. It's actually not. It's actually pretty tight still in my face, but you, my head was just so small for the last one. Um, my face will get a lot bigger than this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. Two thirty six isn't that bad. No. Um, well, you want to talk any more about the weekend, or you want to just move on? Uh, I mean, we went to the rehab at the Hard Rock, which was fun, and saw a lot that. of pr- crazy uh, drunk people running around. And I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't get to see you that much. People were. At, I got a few emails saying, "What? Put, can you put up the videos of you and PJ for the weekend?" I did that one pre-interview with you. And really, that was it. Um, because the truth is, we didn't get to hang out very much in Vegas. Well, you were working like a like a machine the whole time. Yeah, like a slave driver. <laughs> I had the little, what was going on was, um, as you know, Dave was with um, his new girlfriend, Lauren Les now. So yes, I, yes, I had to pick up the slack, which means basically everything that Dave would normally do, I did that, and then what I would normally do. So it's kind of didn't she? Uh, didn't you drink with her or something? Yeah, we had a few shots. Um, yeah, you know what? Let's talk about uh, that's on my list here anyway. We'll talk about Dave and uh, Lauren Les now, and people I know are interested in that. Let me tell you my first Dave and Lauren Les now experience. So I had, I had just met her, and I went back Uh-oh. to the room. Can you hear me? Yeah, you froze for a minute. Oh, okay. Um, so Lauren and uh, and Dave were in the room, and I was editing in the other room. I had just met her not too long before that. I had just met, seen them both together, and I forced them to take a ki- to kiss and for me to take a picture, and it looked very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave was like um, Dave was in the room and I was like Dave you guys have to kiss for the picture and he's like no 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 and I was like come on nobody's gonna believe it if you don't kiss so they kissed like and it looked the most awkward kiss ever and I took a picture and her body language is kind of like this just kind of like, like <laughs> and that's the only picture I got right after they did it again and Dave told her he's like look we're gonna we're gonna do the movie kiss we'll do the movie kiss the movie and, kiss yeah and I was like what's the movie kiss and she's like oh it's the movie kiss and she's like a goofy, you know, girl. She's like, oh, no, it's the movie kiss. And he's like, come here, I'll show you. And uh, so she came over. And I actually took the picture with his phone, and he wouldn't send it to me. So I don't, I don't have it to put up, or I would definitely put it up. So what did like, you do with the picture that you had? I've got it right here. I'll put it up on, our, uh, on, uh, on the, uh, the Facebook fan page. Yeah, I want to see it. Uh, it's pretty good. Actually, I can show it to you right now since you're looking. Hold on. And people who are, I'll still put it up on the Facebook fan page for people who are not watching the video. But I'm going to show it to PJ right now since... I think he'll get a kick out of it. This is the awkward one. Like I said, I don't have the movie one. The movie one was definitely was better, and I'll, and I'll go through. I'll, I'll explain what the movie one is in just a moment. Let's see. All right. Uh, okay. Here is 
The awkward kiss. This is what I call the awkward kiss. Can you see? Yeah, I can't tell that it's awkward though. It's kind of like blurry. She's kind of like, <laughs> like kind of like laughing back like this. So he's like, okay. So like position your head like this, and he starts arranging her, and then he goes like this. He goes, uh, uh, <laughs> like that. Like he puts his mouth like a big fish mouth. And he puts it right on top of hers, not really kissing, just kind of like on top of hers, like oh. And she's kind of like, and and it looked pretty good, but they didn't really touch. And he's like, picture, take the picture now. Uh, and I took the picture, and it was pretty, that's hilarious. It looked like a, a, the beginning of a very passionate kiss. So that's anyway, funny. fast forward a few hours. I'm editing video, and um, you know she's 21. Dave's about to be 45, so there's a big age difference. But um, so I was waiting to see like their interactions. So I go into their hotel room, and you know Dave always leaves his door open with the, with the thing in it, so people can come yeah. in and come. All his athletes and stuff can come in and come out. So he walks in. I walk in. The music is loud. She's playing it with her um, her MacBook, loud, mm-hmm. and uh, he's on his laptop editing. I'm like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Lauren is dancing," <laughs> and she's in the middle of the room with the music loud, singing and dancing to the song, like bopping around and dancing. And, and I look like, over at Dave, and Dave is on the computer, like not not even looking at her, just like computer, you know, doing editing video and stuff. And uh, so I. Uh, <laughs> we got you on video here, PJ. I know. For water. I text message my girlfriend to do me a favor, and she doesn't look at her phone. So I'm I'm trying to do sign language. I should bring just me the water. Her, I'm to not throw you off the video because it's not working. She's not getting anything that I'm saying. <laughs> Was that means bring me water? Is that what that meant? Yeah, you got it. Good. I, I see. It works for you. It doesn't work for him. She's like, she's like, what is that? Suck you off? <laughs> Suck you? Okay. Um, yeah, you better bring him water. My anyway. gallons right there. No, oh, not that one. It should be over there. This one's mine. Okay, then that one's mine. I know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so that's Thank that you. was my uh, the beginning of the interactions with Dave and Lauren. Um, yeah, she thinks she is one of those girls that thinks they can keep up with the guys, with me in particular. So Dave said, you know, told her. I hate, when, I hate when girls do yeah. that. So you heard many times. She's like, she's like, I can drink as much as you. I can drink as much as you. I can drink more shots than you. I can do more than you. And I was like, all right. And Dave's like, don't do it. He's like, don't do it. She'll be sick. Like, <laughs> don't get her sick. Aaron can drink more than anybody. Dave's, you know, Dave's, and Dave's head, he's like, yes. wasn't he warning her how much that you can drink? Yeah, so yes, he was being, get he was drink with Aaron, he'll die. Um, he's like, uh, he's, he, I know in Dave's head, he's thinking, don't get her too drunk. I can, she'll fall asleep and she won't be able to do anything with me. I need her to be uh, viral for, for when I have her. <laughs> I have my way with her. I must, I must, I must have my way. If she's asleep and throwing up, I cannot touch her. Especially if she's throwing up. You know Dave's not doing anything if she throws up. Ugh. Dirty. Do dirty. Go get in the shower. Clean yourself. <laughs> Clean yourself. Clean yourself and come back. So, um, anyway, uh, she got some tequila. And uh, you know how I do shots. I pour yeah. the shot. I do the shot. I pour the shot. I do the shot. I pour the shot. I don't. And your, your shots are like double, triple shots. Yeah, yeah. So, she did the first one. And, uh, you know, that's nothing. Even tequila, that's not really nothing for me. So I, I pour the second one. She's like, oh, no, no. I was like, come on, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Anyway, she got down three big ones and then had to run to the bathroom. Tequila's harsh. I would have a hard time with that. Yeah, you could do it. You could handle it. I don't I would, know if you... I would need a little, uh, a little lemon to suck on in between. You would probably need... I think the most important thing for most people is some time. And I don't do that. I go, bam, bam, bam. I got to... You got you to... Did you have a chaser? Quick. No. No chaser. Ugh. I might have water. I don't know. Maybe I have water. Kilo with no chaser is rough. Yeah, she couldn't. She couldn't hang with that. Um, so that's no no real surprise, as as you know. 
Girls who say that are usually uh, bow out pretty quickly. You know yeah, those I mean? are the ones that you wind up getting puking pretty fast. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, let's talk a little bit about um, another cool thing that happened in Vegas that I know you would have liked to. While you were at rehab at the pool, because I told you that was one of my, I was people are going to think you know I'm pussy whipped and stuff, but Daryl was not comfortable. Look at you yeah. shaking your head yes. Well, you are, and people are going to think that you're pussy whipped. I am. Well, I'm married. You know, we're not allowed to go to the pool party during the day. With millions of people out in public, you were not allowed to go to that. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was not okay with her, so I didn't go. She was very adamant that it was not an appropriate place to be by myself with all these drunk girls and stuff. I don't know what she was by yourself. You're going to be with me and Amber. Okay, I agree. I probably, I would have liked to have went, but uh, I didn't go. And uh, and speaking of that, I wanted to ask, how long a line did you have to wait in, or was it not that bad? Not very bad because we were uh, in the hotel. Okay. If you're actually staying at the hotel, it's not so bad. If it's, so you're not uh, staying in the hotel, the line is a lot longer. Um, so I it's went expensive and, too, by the way. What's that? It's expensive. How much was it? $50 for Amber, $60 for me. Holy shit. Just to stand out by the pool. Yep. Wow. And listen to really loud, repetitive, kind of annoying music. Was a lot of people on drugs, could you tell? Yes. Really? I saw, uh, um, uh, so I, I met a, a guy and a girl that were fans of mine that wanted to take pictures of me and they were really nice, whatever. I think and I've then, seen like, this. And then like two hours later, I saw the girl in a wheelchair getting like wheeled out and the guy was just like all like bugged out, like walking behind her all pissed off. Like I think she, you know, OD'd on something that she was on. They were like holding her head up and uh, kind of wheeling her out. I felt bad for her. Really? Um. So I think but at least I, she still got her picture with me, though, so it was worth it. Yeah, know, I think so. That's what, that was worth the $60 admission or whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. So what, uh, what, what drug you think that everybody, if you were, let's just say, you were to partake in these drugs, and I know you wouldn't do that, of course, because of the kidney and, uh, and the liver and uh, many other reasons. So mm-hmm. was there ecstasy there? Were people all uh, rolling? Definitely. Definitely a lot of people on ecstasy. Um, anybody, of, anybody we knew? Um, anybody we knew? No, I don't think so. Um I ran into some annoying uh, kids from the East Coast that were just like Jersey Shore type kids that were just, we kind of got stuck with them for a little while. You know, like guys that will like dance by themselves in a circle and shit and just just really bad like Italian stereotypes, like fist pumping and stuff. Yeah. Um, then eventually I was like, all right, we got to get away from these guys. And we kind of just like went back to our room for a little while. Um, but uh, no, I don't think there was any, any bodybuilders there. There was a couple people that approached me actually about contest prep. I actually signed somebody up that was there. Uh, that's funny. But uh, all the bodybuilders were at Wet Republic. Ah, Abby Burroughs was having Abby Burroughs yeah. and Lynn Walt, Walter, whatever. That was like the USA's party. But I was like, why are we going to leave our pool at our hotel to go to another pool at another hotel? You know what I mean? It's kind of like pointless. Yeah, sixty more dollars too. Yeah. Um, ah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, so while you were doing that, I was at Chris Angel's house with Dave and Lauren. Yes, which is hilarious. Which is an experience, man. It was an experience. Um. His house, look, I don't know that what Vegas real estate is worth, but I would I would guess that his house has to be worth at least $20 million. 15 how, to 20 million. how many square feet do you think it was? Well, like 8,000, but it was like gorgeous, you know? It was like uh, it was like marble floors and all the fanciest shit and just like, I mean, it looked like a um, like an 18th century mansion, like a gothic 18th century mansion, but like pimped out, you know? Did he have any like um, like suits of armor or shit like that inside the house? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he had dragon stuff. And it actually Dave looks like, like yeah, that's what I was gonna say. 
it's like, imagine, this is what Dave actually says. Imagine you give Dave a hundred million dollars and say, do whatever you want. Dave would probably have the same house, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, minus all the magic tricks and stuff. Like, I, you know, the, the deal with, like, celebrities and stuff, I, to me, he just seems like a normal guy. Like, I'm not... Um, magic. Yeah, so he didn't do any magic. So to me, he's just a normal guy. I didn't see anything special about him at all, honestly. Other than him Did being... Did you tell him guy. that you think that uh, David Blaine is better than him? Yeah, and then I, and I spit on him and kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I really wanted to ask him to do magic tricks. You know, Dave is funny because he gets, like, um, embarrassed with the celebrities. Like, he doesn't want to ask anybody that he knows. Because Dave knows a lot of people for anything. And, uh, like, he didn't even want to ask to take a picture with him or to do a video or anything. I had to be the one to do all that. Because I don't take care. With him? What? Did you take a picture with him? No, I had I took pictures of Dave with him, of course. Oh, um, of course, right? Um, take a picture with me, not you. Yeah, See, it's funny. I actually videoed without. Chris doesn't want to be in a picture with you. I actually videoed um, him. Yeah, I actually videoed Chris, Dave spotting Chris while he's benching. I put it on YouTube, and Chris must have seen it because he texted Dave and said, "Please take that down. It's embarrassing." Because people were probably shitting on his form. Oh my god, were they ever? Were they ever? I saw the video. Yeah. Chris Angel needed to use a little bit of uh, magic or illusion to make those reps go down all the way. You saw the video, huh? Yes. Yeah, he was doing like uh, quarter reps with the bench press. Dave was just egging him on. Beautiful. Good. <laughs> well, he has two tears in his shoulder, in his rotator cuff, so he feels like that's as far as he can go. Well, he should, he should you know, if somebody's videotaping him, he should have used his illusion powers to make it look like he was going all the way to his chest. I was actually telling him once we finished, I was like, you know what? I should have spotted you and we could have done like 315. I could have made you pump out like 10 reps of 315, you know? <laughs> like, how cool would that have been if we, Chris Angel, like, people were like looking at him like, holy shit, he's going to crush himself. And he's yeah, like, Dave, bam, Dave bam, bam, bam. Dave couldn't spot him if he went down all the way anyway because his shoulders are all messed no, up. No, Dave couldn't. No, Dave could definitely couldn't. Yeah. Not with 315. Maybe with 225, but you know he'd be, he'd be in pain with 225. Yeah, you're not allowed to go to failure. My shoulders <laughs> can't take it. <laughs> Chris, you're training too hard. I'm getting worried about me having to help you. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, he has this awesome house, man. One of the cool things is like he has this infinity pool. Everything, he has ceiling to floor, floor to ceiling windows all over the house facing the pool. And it's an infinity pool and he's up on a cliff, right? He's up literally above the strip. So from the pool, you look out from the pool towards the strip and it's all below you, you know? Um, and it's pretty unbelievable that you can you're cool. sitting there in the pool and like there's no end to the pool it just like drops off onto the cliff basically and right. uh, the, his whole property was just amazingly beautiful and uh, I got a real kick out of it and uh, you know honestly my, my feeling that I walked away from is probably different than a lot of people and I, and I posted this on Facebook because I, I felt like it was I guess it's something that's good about me or maybe something that other people should try to look at life like um, a lot of people I feel like would have seen all this money and wealth and all this stuff and been jealous. You know what I mean? They'd be like, fuck, why don't I have all this stuff? You know what I mean? Because you so, don't have magic, bitch. Yeah, I don't have magic. That's the problem. So um, my how I walked away with it, it was like, this guy is so normal. Just like me or you or Dave or probably more normal than Dave. Um, and here he is with all this stuff. You know, he's accumulated all this wealth and, and success. Um being just a regular guy, pretty much. So, in any, if anything, it inspired me and it made me feel like anything is possible. You know that that kind of success is possible for me because uh, I didn't feel like, other than the magic, of course, um, I didn't feel like he was, you know, something like I couldn't achieve. You know what I mean? You get it? 
You're you're froze on me. I have no clue what you just said. You can, you can hear me though. That's all that matters. No, your hearing got frozen too. The hearing part got frozen also. What well, wasn't really important. You just say yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Did he do any magic for you? No. So I never asked him. We went into his office, right? This is when I was really tempted, and I know that Dave would be like, "Ah, oh, don't listen to him, Chris. He does, don't do magic, Chris. Don't do what you're famous for. So I walked into, well, we got tickets to go to the night show to see mm-hmm. a show, but of course I had to edit video and stuff. So um, he is, uh, I walk into this huge office, right? And it's this big, probably 15 foot by 15 foot square office. And maybe it's more 20 foot by 20 foot. And uh, the cool thing is that the ceilings were like 20 feet high, maybe even higher. And the, all of the... All of the uh, walls are covered in these uh, wood cabinets. And in each cabinet, like hundreds and hundreds of old antique magic tricks. And really? Walk- yeah, hundreds of old, like, I mean, like, they had, like, Houdini's cup, handcuffs and, like, all these tricks that, you know, famous, famous tricks. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'm sure he spent a fucking millions of, sorry, Isaac, millions of dollars on, uh, on these tricks. I mean, because he had hundreds of them, you know, of antique tricks. Mm-hmm. So I was so tempted. I wanted to be, like... Can you show me some of these? Can you can you do some of this stuff for us? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I felt like it would be, uh, like you said, I don't know. It felt like Dave would yell at me probably, and then, I don't know. I don't know. It was hard to judge if he would. Next time I'm there, I'll definitely harass him, you know? It's too bad I wasn't there. You could have just had Dave yell at me. I would have asked him. Yeah. And I do definitely would have. I probably I probably should have. When I left, I regretted it, put it to you that way. Because uh, I never got to see his show, you know? Um, Let's see. I got wrote down a bunch of other stuff. How's your liver? Uh, I go tomorrow to the doctor and to hopefully get the CAT scan because you have to have a doctor to, to uh, write you a prescription for a CAT scan, which is retarded. Um, so I go tomorrow morning for that and hopefully I can get the CAT scan the same day and hopefully they tell me that I'm fine. Well, hopefully. How do you feel? Does it feel like you're fine? Yes, I do actually. Do you believe that you're fine? I do believe that I'm fine, yes. Say, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. Yeah, I believe it. Shit, you convinced me. I, I want them to tell me that I'm fine so I can have a glass of wine. Just one single glass? Just one glass of wine. I want one glass of wine. Yeah, I hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were, you were, uh, I know you were jonesing for some drinks at Vegas after your, uh, after the contest, huh? I know, I know. I was, I was, I was wanting to drink bad and, uh, I can't, I got a liver that I got to look out for. Your buddy, the liver. At least, uh, at least we hit hit on that roulette table, though. Yeah, let's talk about a roulette. So, your uh, your girlfriend Amber over there, she had a dream. What was her dream, PJ? That she bet a hundred dollars on black and she won. Yep. And of course, Amber didn't have the, the cojones to go and do it. You know, she 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 maybe she just didn't want to spend her money to risk her own money on that. I so, gave her money, and she was too scared to spend the money that I gave her. So, me and you had to do you know the manly thing. And uh, we had to live out Amber's dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we went out. We put the hundred. Both you and I put a hundred dollars on black. And wouldn't you know it? Bam! We hit. Yep. We hit. And what did we do then, PJ? What did we do with our money? We got up and walked. We walked. I tell you, that's how you win in Vegas, like people. Boss, dude, you just walk up to the table, put it down, boom, walk, get out. That's it. We left, and we uh, we did very nicely for ourselves. Doubled our money in like thirty five seconds. And um, that's that is literally how you win in Vegas. You got to know when to hold them, and know when to fold them, and all that other stuff. Well, we played blackjack for a while first. Yeah, but we didn't lose. Yeah, that was good. We we sat down at the table. I liked the Asian lady that we had. We won right yeah. away. Yeah, and then yeah. she gets up and leaves. Immediately. And this 
this fat paisan from Jersey takes over, and he's trying to be our friend and talking to us about you know traffic and this and that. And well, he's killing us at the table. Yeah, and he's just just murdering us. But we at least we wound up breaking even there. Yeah, we we left again at the right point, right? When trying we to tell me, trying to tell me what to do. Trying to tell me when to hit. Yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes, he goes. You want to, you want to, you want to. Uh, what do you say? You want to uh, stay there? Peach is like, no, hit. And he hit, and he got like twenty one. And the guy was like, he doesn't. He he just went out, kept talking about traffic and shit. Yeah, in, in Jersey. Fucking like, that turnpike, that turnpike up there. It's tough. You gotta get off at the right time. It's like a lot of traffic. <laughs> like, all right, all right, we're, we're leaving I'm now. Cherry Hill. <laughs> so where are you from? Yeah, he was uh, pretty ridiculous. I got friends in Woodbridge. I was like, so do I. That's where uh, Guy Sister Nino's from in Chris Lecompte. Uh, he was like, yeah, I know those guys. He was like, yeah, the weather there, it fucking sucks. Forget about it. Yeah, pretty much. And it. now I'm out here in, in uh, Vegas with all these, these uh, gooks working the tables with me. <laughs> Look at that gook over there. Yeah, he was, she, uh, this is my table. This gook only comes in when I need a break for 15 minutes. Yeah, that's basically what he said. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's like, she only comes in, in, in when I'm tired. Yeah, he might, not said, he, might, he might not have said gook. We might have made it that part out, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's what he was thinking, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what he was thinking. He was thinking. My grandpa would have said gook if he was there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I want to talk about moving to Boca, because that's a pretty big deal. Same. But, but before we talk about Boca, I'm going to tell you, tell our listeners about the most wonderful place in Boca. Um, it's called uh, uh, Jinjuin or some shit like that. Jinjuin. Jinjuin. And uh, it's filled with gooks also. Uh, and uh, it's a sushi place. And it is a sushi buffet. Now, if any of you all out there have been to sushi buffets, you know that it's usually not that good. I mean, you get everything. You get, you know, it's like 25, 26 bucks usually is what a sushi buffet is. And you, and you get a lot of pretty mediocre quality sushi. That's generally what you get. At this sushi buffet, you get high quality fish. At dinner... Seventeen ninety five, for lunch, eleven ninety nine. Amazing, Ugh, amazing. They have sashimi, so you can eat like PJ knows. My favorite thing at a sushi place is to get the sashimi because you get much more meat for your money, and then you mm-hmm. get a side of rice, which is either for free or a dollar or like two dollars at a ridiculously priced place. So you can portion out how much rice you want, and you get to eat a lot more fish. So this place, unlimited sashimi, uh, it blew my mind the first time I went there. Uh, three days ago, I went for the first time, and I have not failed to miss a day so far. Today I'm was excited. lunch. Yeah, I mean twelve dollars. You paid twelve. I paid. I paid fourteen dollars with a tip for this for sushi. And, and what did you have for lunch today? I would say I had about sixteen ounces of salmon sashimi, mm-hmm. uh, which is about I would say about thirty pieces of the sashimi yeah. with rice and. Uh, and then I went back because I got I got that's the stuff that I really like honestly that's where you get the protein it's got the fat it's good tasty uh, but then I went back and had all the specialty rolls because they make all the specialty rolls you get in a normal place you know all the shit you see the rainbow roll all those type of things and they're good the specialty and they're rolls good are- and they're real and they're good and um, I mean look it's not they're not like when we went to Nobu, and Nobu. they're not like fancy schmancy like that you don't go there for the fancy schmancy rolls you yeah, go there go there put it down. Yeah, to put it down, but you put it down and it's good. And so, look, I, I got to admit, I, when I went there, I felt like moving to Boca was a total win after finding this place. Yeah, I think I'm going to find myself there a lot. Yeah, every day. Every, why not? You know, post-workout, you do a little pre-workout, you know, might do it twice, who knows. And uh, what about, like, um, are your drinks extra or are they included? Two to one, two for one alcoholic beverages for lunch. 
very nice. Um, and uh, they're very reasonably priced also. So you can get, like, the big bottle of sake that I usually get, like, with like with Dave, if we go to one of the fancier places, it's, like, 13 bucks for the little, for the, the little bottle, like, $21 for the big bottle. That same bottle is only eight ninety nine. the big bottle. It was $21. I, 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 love, I love sake, too. Yeah. So a cold, that's a, that's the 360-milliliter uh, bottle. That's a pretty good size one. Yeah. Um, you're getting that for, like, less than $10. Good deal. Cold, the cold sweet sake. I like the cold sake. So anyway, all right, we were on our way there, and I and I had to, I was on my way there, and I had to post on Twitter about this place. And I knew I'd get some responses because bodybuilders love uh, sushi. It just kind of goes with bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was asking me. I was getting all these people asking me about the place. And, of course, everybody's saying, I got a better place where I'm at. Everybody, I got a better place. I've been to a lot of places, so I know that this is very rare to find a place yeah. like this. Um, there's some pretty good sushi buffets. We went to one in Vegas that's really, really popular that's good. But not like this, because they don't have the sashimi like that I, that I... Sometimes the sashimi, if it's not right, it tastes a little too fishy for me. The sushi buffet that I went to in Vegas is pretty good, so if it's better than that, I'll be very happy. Definitely better than that. Oh, then I'm going to be very happy. Yeah, definitely better than that. Uh, Amber went to that place, too, actually. That was one of our first dates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, um, yeah, you're going to be very happy. So, anyway, Fuad Abiyan texted me back or wrote me on, uh, on Twitter, and he said, that, um, is this place really that good? Of course, Dennis James did too. It was a big sushi verse. And I'm like, yes, it's that good. Everybody started getting interested. And um, I actually said that, you know, what we're going to do, I said, so that you, you know, you guys can be jealous. When PJ gets down here, we'll video me and PJ, like, show the, uh, the sushi place. We'll video what we're going to eat and everything. I think people will get a kick out of that. And because um, they, they won't care at this place. They're pretty laid back. They won't mind. And um, especially if it's me and you, you know, they're not going to say anything. So we will uh, go and do a whole little production and make all the bodybuilders out there jealous. So Fuad says, oh, yeah? He says, I bet you that me and Frank McGrath, Frank Graff McGrath, two Canadians up there, they got mm-hmm. a better place. They're going to film it, and they're going to get not only more views than us on their video, but they're going to eat more sushi. And I said, man, you don't know what you're starting. You've got two extremely competitive internet guys here. You sure you want to do this? And he said, hell, yeah, we're going to do it. And uh, and what do we say, PJ? We're gonna do it uh, in thongs, oiled up. Yep. And um, <laughs> we're we're gonna make sure, you know, that that our fan base um, or your fan base, more like, uh, dominates their fan base. And um, you know, their their fans, you know, especially uh, Frank McGrath, you know, are are like you know slutty little like industry groupie girls. Yep. Yep. And, um, you know, our fans or my fans are, are loyal, uh, gay muscle worship guys. Way and better. Way better. Your fans are way yeah. better. I think that those guys are going to be a lot more into this video. The girls, the, the groupie girls might be a little bit turned off by the all-you-can-eat sushi. Where the gay guys will actually be turned on by watching us, yeah. us beasts. Um, so it's, uh, I feel like this is a, a victory already before we even start. I think let's let's think what's reasonable for a video like this to uh, to get view wise. I think I think that we could pull fifty thousand with this one. Fifty thousand? Yeah, I think we could pull fifty thousand. Especially yeah. considering it's a challenge video. Look, we got like we got like ten thousand on measuring our arms. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if we could do that, imagine me and you hitting the sushi. I'm gonna fucking edit the shit out of this video. It's yeah, if it's done way and and uh, if it's edited well, I mean they better edit theirs well then. You better get on that. You know, Fuad, he'll probably take uh, some of that uh, side tech nutrition money and get them to somebody to edit it for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> get some of that animal money. 
know, Frank McGrath Film Money and hire some genius to do it, probably. It, oh, uh, isn't that Joe Donnelly is with uh, Sci-Tech Nutrition, too? They, yeah. they might want to have him in the video somehow, uh, you know, to reach out to, like, the Men's Physique down, uh, yeah, marketplace fly, fly and stuff. Up. They could have, like, Joe Donnelly, like, like, diving and, like, catching a football, like, in the background while they're eating the sushi with he, no shirt on. He could be, like, the, um, the announcer. He could be like, all right, here, yeah, behind us, you can see the huge Fuad Abiyad, better known as Haas. About to eat his sashimi. Oh, he looks hungry. Oh, Frank McGrath, very handsome. Yeah, yeah, be, uh, that that could be good. You know, that would that would hurt us. We'll they could to- do like slow motion shots of like Frank McGrath's forearms, just holding sushi, <laughs> like slow motion, licking it up and oh, out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see that. You know, that would be tough. Look. I can tell Fuad was very motivated, you know. I think that he's competitive. I want them to bring their best. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. Because if they don't, we'll smash them. It'll be nothing. Yeah, it'll be, you know, it's, it's going to be a good battle, but I, I feel a victory on this one. Yeah, well, we're going to have to promote the hell out of this because we don't want to lose. Yeah. You know how that goes. No, definitely don't want to lose. We're going to have to think of an appropriate bet. He said uh, we need to make a bet, and it's really double or nothing because if you win one and lose one, if you, in other words, if we eat more sushi but the video gets less views, it's a wash. Yeah. So we got to yes. beat them twice. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll, we'll eat a lot. We'll make sure we eat a lot. I told him, I said, I said, don't, uh, no cheating, Fuad. You know, I want one continuous shot of all the eating. I don't want yes. that to be, we can, you can, what I'm going to do is I'll, I'll do one continuous shot so that we'll just eat, 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 eat right? But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll fast forward it and I'll put like some music behind it, like the, the dance of the bumblebee, you know, you know, like that. We'll be eating, eating, eating. So I'm already imagining the video, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Like, it's going to be a, a good one. I'll zoom in on like the sweat coming down off of you. you know, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think it's gonna be. I think it will be good. Yeah. <laughs> we could um, once once we get our views, we'll have to put this on the front page of RX or something. You know? Yeah, it'll put be their funny. video and our video together. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's uh, that's that in, in itself is, is an exciting reason to come to uh, Boca. Hmm. Um, you told me that. Also, I was very happy to know. Uh, you found out there's a Brazilian steakhouse there, which is those are my favorite places. I love the Brazilian steakhouses. Yeah, you're actually um, you're actually closer to the um, sushi place than me. I was a little disappointed when we drove by it. The sushi mm-hmm. place there. I was like, "There's PJ's house." And I was like, "Fuck, he's like walking distance." Oh, that's awesome! So you could like walk to the sushi place. Um, you're actually more by more um, where you're going to be living is actually closer to a lot of like the the stores and stuff. I'm a little. I'm like good. Like. I'm like five minutes removed from the stores, which is basically right where you are at. I'm like in the, in the uh, more of residential area. You're more like, yeah. What? You're in a little private area? No, you're actually in a, in a gated community. That's like okay. you have to go through security and stuff to get into your area. Oh, that might get annoying. Yeah. It looks annoying, you said? That might get annoying, yeah. No, you'll have a thing on your car so you can just drive through. Oh, okay. Scan it. Yeah, I'll have to stop every time. I'll be like, oh, let me in. So... Uh, <laughs> That'll be uh, that'll be me. Um, so, um, how soon can we expect you down here in Boca Raton? Hopefully, as soon as possible. You know, I mean, as soon as my uh, dad's company can get me down there, hopefully sooner than later. I'd like to be there now. Well, I know I would like for you to be here now too. So it's right now it's the third of August, as since we're after midnight. Um, in seventeen days, school starts for the kitties, mm-hmm. and you got a little kitty. So uh, how do you do? How do you deal with that? I don't know. They, they might just have to go down there and you know get by with minimal furniture and stuff for a little while if it doesn't work out where we can be down there before then. 
We have a um, blow-up mattress. We're getting, we're buying a really nice blow-up mattress they could borrow if they wanted. Yeah, they'll they'll be all right. You know, if if, if it has to go that way, they'll be okay. You know? How will they get here? Because she'll need a car. You're gonna rent a car when she gets here. Yeah, well, she's gonna have to get her car out there, so she might wind oh, up having to drive it. it. Wow, that's a road trip for her. In the for her, day. that's fun. That's like something she's excited about. Oh, really? Yeah, she thinks it would be, it's gonna be like so much fun. Maybe for the first day. No, I, you couldn't. I, I would never want to do that ever. But she's gonna like make pit stops and like you know go like mountain climbing and do weird shit like that. Her and Anjole will remember this for the rest of their lives. Yes, they will. Um, and they'll, when they think back on it, they'll be like, that was an ungodly long car trip. <laughs> so they're going to look back on it. <laughs> so she's going to stop at like the Grand Canyon and shit? Yeah, stuff like that. You know, I've never been to the Grand Canyon. That's one place in America that I haven't been I'd like to be. Go. I either. That'd be fun to go. She said it's not worth going unless you're going to actually go and like hike it and camp it. Ah, I just want to see it. That's all. Seeing it is good enough for me. Uh, hiking it and like doing all that shit sounds like too much work. Yeah, way too much. Like she said, if you're gonna go and just look at it, it's stupid. Like you actually get to gotta go and get into it. Eh, I don't know. That's coming from somebody who likes to hike and camp, though. Yeah, I don't want to do any of that shit. I still like to see it one day. You put me on the back of a donkey and I'll I'll let him take me wherever he wants. That would be cool. Yeah, and donkey ass. rides, a little mule ride, ass ride in the Grand Canyon. Ass ride. <laughs> an ass in the that, could be a, that could be a popular uh, uh, video for our YouTube. PJ Braun gets an ass ride in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> that would be popular. That would definitely beat Frank and uh, Frank and um, Fuad. PJ Braun rides an ass through the, the Grand Canyon. Gets ass ridden in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> 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 that would be that would be good. All right, PJ. Um, I think it's time to take a commercial break and come back with the uh, with our. Uh, Listener questions. I think that's kind of been the new um, the new thing to do is to do shout-outs after the commercial break. You want to stick with that? Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I want to just say there's something very special going on with uh, Iron Mag Labs. Um, we have, a, um, I guess it's, a, it's a, a bad situation, potentially, because Superdraw, the ingredient that we knew was going to eventually get banned or whatever, um, is now, as of September 1st, actually illegal. It'll be a Schedule Three drug, just like uh, any other anabolic steroid. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Everything that's good, they eventually get rid of. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, this the situation basically is that it's, uh, it's we got a month to get rid of all the stuff we have left with Superdrol, which happens to be a few thousand bottles of Methadrol Extreme. Now, uh, this is the strongest uh, pro hormone, pro steroid, whatever. Or now, I guess you could just say it's the strongest steroid. That Iron Mag Labs carried since technically it's a steroid as of you know one month. This yep. is an opportunity to get your hands on some of these before it's illegal and um, probably worth a lot more money and much harder to get. Um, you know, I don't I don't know if we'll start seeing like underground labs and companies making Superdrol. I mean, I guess we probably will. But um, here's your opportunity to get a bunch of it right now and hold on to it. If I were look, I'll be honest with you, I have a lot of it. I've I've saved some for me, so. I know that I will have uh, plenty of Superdrol for many years to come. And, uh, I, you know, it's such a great and strong uh, steroid that if, uh, if, if I was any of these people out here listening right now, I would take the opportunity and go buy some of them, more than one, right now. Um, especially, I mean, it's a great bulker. You, know, you put on a lot of weight with uh, Methadrol Extreme. The strongest one, Superdrol is only one of the many ingredients, many different Pro steroids that are in there. Why are you smiling at me like that, you weirdo? I'm eating something funny. I'm listening to you. 
Anyway, so uh, so go to ironmaglabs.com. Use the discount code Aaron15 or uh, P- PJB15. Get 15% off and uh, get your get your juice before it's gone, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> get your juice before it's gone. Yeah. So uh, that's it uh, for uh, this first part of the show and the video portion of our show. We'll be back in just a few minutes with um, the next part, which will be uh, the listener questions and the shout-outs, PJ's favorite part of the show. So uh, enjoy this uh, PJ Braun picked-out music, and we'll be back in just a few. PJ Braun picked-out music. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5. Do it again. Yeah. Hey. 
back to Iron Empire Radio, and we are doing PG Braun's favorite part of the show. I don't know if the shout-outs is your favorite, but the questions are. So we're starting with your one of your favorite parts, where you can say the names of everybody. Yes. So go ahead. So, do it. A uh, test of my uh, pronunciation skills. Shout-out to Greg Tuba, Dylan Lindstadt, uh, Luke Dugan, Joshua Marzek, uh, Aaron Muma, Patrick Kennedy, Jim <laughs> Jimfo, uh, Jess McCutcheon, Adam Bray, uh, Patrick Barnes. I, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm actually reading some of these questions as I'm going down. Uh, Mark Joseph Dome, uh, Dmitry Dima Kagasov. Yeah, huge, huge, huge fan of the show, Dmitry Dima Kagasov. Kagasov. Like, uh, shout out to Dylan Miller, Assad, Ahmad, uh, Anna Dill, Malik, too, thrown in there. Um, all the Maliks, Tommy Jeffrey. Uh, Dejan Popovic, Dion, Dion Popovic. Oh, good. Uh, Spencer Barrett, aka Freddy Cat. Um, Cody Kid, cousin of Jenica. Good old Shane Royce, Steve Miller, Eric Davis, uh, Stephanie Barham, the better half of Muscle Mitch. Wow. Also, shout out to Muscle Mitch. Muscle Our, Mitch, yay. What's up with that, Muscle Mitch? Shout out to uh, Jed Davies. Uh, Max Marham, that's Muscle Mitch's little brother. That's wow, we got all of them. <laughs> Big the shout out camp. to the, the Barham family and or, OrbitNutrition.com, one of our sponsors. Big shout out to OrbitNutrition.com. Big, big shout out. Uh, shout, shout out to Megan Hesham. Shout out to Danny uh, Pless, pronounced, just in case you don't remember, it's police. We do always do that one wrong. Hmm. Danny Police. You got to fi- figure out a better way to spell that last name. Looks like please. Uh, <laughs> Jody Boba Danyow. Shout out to Jody. Uh, Nate Anderson and <laughs> Ann Connor, bitch. Cozen, <laughs> uh, Chris and Renee, shout out to them. Good old Rob Manns, who, uh, by the way, um, I've uh, been helping a little bit via email and is pretty shredded. Uh, pretty impressive. I like to see when our listeners are in good shape. Shout out to Liam Tracy. Shout out to uh, Sean F. Rob, uh, Kanata Nunn, Xavier Willis, uh, and Jane K. Eatsar. Now, let me ask you a question. I, I know Jane I, and I, Xavier from Australia. They were they took me all around Australia, and Xavier is our uh, our editor in chief of the Australia site. Look at Jane's name, her spelling of her name. It's Jane K A I C A. Kaika. How do you? How can it go from what looks like Kaika, right? Kaika. 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 Yeah. It, it becomes K E T S A R. K E T S A R. I don't know. Those Aussies are weird down there. That's weird. All right, go ahead. Uh, Stacy Mitchell Gray, Ashley Gray. Uh, Amy Lauren Gray, all the, all the Grays. Uh, Tomas Kalikev, uh, Ben Grahada. Grahada! <laughs> Keith Allen, Chris Barris, Justin Davis, Jessica Don, my girl. Robert Holt, who I met, great guy. Uh, He's from England. How did you meet him? How did you meet him at USA? Justin Holt, I met, excuse me. Yeah, uh, Benjamin Herring, another, another Holt listener I met at the show. Uh, Benjamin Herring, Terry Gray, uh, and Al X. Also over on the other list. Uh, Ian or Ian Hideki, shout out to him. I think I got everybody. I had to go back and forth a little bit there. All right, um, let's start out with the uh, the uh, questions, PJ. Um, Dylan Lindstad wants to know what is the most annoying thing about your significant other. Uh, I don't know where to begin on that one. <laughs> uh, you want to go first? I, I feel like no. Nah, you can go first because yours will probably be like cute and stuff. Um. You know, I, when I saw this question, I thought about it, and I don't have a whole... I mean, it sounds silly, but I don't have a whole lot that annoys me about Darielle. Uh, 
the, the things I have are, are little silly things. One thing is her biggest pet peeve is if I make any noises when I eat, like with mm-hmm. my mouth. And so yeah. he will like freak out and yell at me. Even if we're watching a movie or a TV show, she'll over and over again, every time I make a noise, she'll say, please don't do that or stop. Or she won't even say please. She'll say, stop making noises. And uh, and I just want to be like, leave me the fuck alone. Jesus, yeah. let me eat. Yeah. Let me uh, eat. You make a lot of noises too. Which yeah, is, I'm, a, I'm a noise eater. Yeah, it's like, Jesus Christ, dang, come on. So that's well, annoying. Uh, rest assured, if she ever does that to me, I will respond with, leave me the fuck alone, let yeah. me eat. Good, good. You should do it purposely. <laughs> you get away with that easier. Tell her that. <laughs> um, I, I'll have to remind you to do that just so that you can say that. Um, and, uh, I, you know, it's funny. Of the two people, here I am on testosterone, a big guy, lifts weights, and Darielle is definitely angrier than me. I don't know if it's just a pregnancy thing. But she's much quicker to get angry. Not, not and yeah, also, it's definitely a pregnancy. Yeah, she gets she's she has no problem like getting angry. Not that yeah. she's an angry person by any means, but she's much more like if I yell at her, she's gonna freak out, you know. So I don't, and not that I ever yell at her, but uh, or very rarely. Mm-hmm. So she's um she can't she can give it, but she can't take it. Put it that way. Yeah, that's normal though. That'll that'll struggle back to her old normal self once that baby fires out. Yeah. What about you? You got anything for Amber? Well, that fires out. Um. Well, the most annoying thing, huh? Um, I don't know how to narrow it down to just one thing. <laughs> you you know, do too. Uh, I did too. Well, you know, she's very um, aloof, and I am extremely uh, regimented and anal, and so because of that, uh, lots of annoying things happen. How about that? Can you give me an example? Um, all right. So, um, the, the Monday before my show and we were leaving, uh, on Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever, uh, we're leaving soon after that. I was waiting for a very expensive package package that I'd been waiting for, for a week. And it was extremely important. I wanted it and needed it before I was going to go to Vegas. Right. And I explained this to her for a, a, a series of days, uh, actually, because I know how things are done around here. And um, on the day that it was supposed to come, I had to do an hour of cardio, my, my fasted morning cardio. And I said, can you please not go anywhere? And I knew that she didn't have to go anywhere important um, because I really, really need this package. I'm going to do cardio and you're going to have to sign for it if I'm not here. To which she replied, okay. And um, I did my hour of cardio and I was walking back to the house. And as I got close to the house, I saw the pink slip from the postman in the door and um, needless to say my heart started pounding um, and I immediately pulled out my phone um, you were on the phone with me I think actually. yeah you were very upset very upset yeah I came into the house although I knew that she wasn't here I called for her anyway to which I got no response and I told you I had to go and I called her on the phone and politely asked her where the fuck she was and she said that she stepped out to take Anjali to daycare and I asked her why she left when I explained to her the importance of her not leaving. And her response was, well, you said that the package wasn't coming till 7. And I said, no, I told you the package is going to be delivered today by 7, which could mean any time. And I specifically said, don't leave. So now you need to figure out how I can get this project, this, this package immediately, or me and you are going to have some serious fucking issues. Um, she was able to track down where the postman was. And then I'd gotten in my car and I drove and found him. And got my package. So what, would have, got, what would have happened? Just let's play. Uh, let's pretend for a minute. Mm-hmm. If um, if she would have been called you back and said, uh, "They say you can't get it till tomorrow." Sorry, I would have broke up with her. You would have broke up with her. 
Yep, we already broke up. I've been looking for a good excuse to break up, so that would probably be what it was. <laughs> oh my god, PJ. You sure you want to say that on the radio? It can be taken as I'm kidding. Okay, all right. That was funny. <laughs> funny joke. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, next on our list, uh, Luke Dugan wants to know uh, for me to ask you about your barber. How do you get your hairstyle done? And it's funny. We had, I actually had um, somebody else mention it to me. And uh, <coughs> Chris Schmidt from Australia, he says that he actually has your haircut now. He got the brawn. Oh, he's going to call it the brawn, not yeah. the cutler? No, it's called the brawn because you have a different... Version, you you don't have a cutler. Yours is not yeah. tall enough to be a cutler. Yours is a brawn. LeBron, yeah. Not a my LeBron, a brawn. My mom asked me today if I had a mohawk. And uh, I was like, no, no, I definitely don't. I hate people that have mohawks and fauxhawks. I have the cutler. Huh? She was like, well, it looks like you gave it your own little spin. And I was like, I did. Not on purpose, but you did. No, actually, this haircut came um, through trial and error of many horrible... California barbers just consistently fucking cut my hair. Sorry, Isaac. Um, just on a, on, a, on a weekly basis, actually, because I cut my hair once a week. And it was just a, just a week after week of barbers just fucking up my hair until it evolved into what it is now because I basically just made them stop cutting the top. Hmm. Um, and I started just kind of messing around with it. Um, and then I switched gels also. Um, I switched from a, a regular gel to a putty. Mm, putty. And I, I developed what is now known, I guess, as the brun. The brun. Um, I like the brawn. It's working. But the ladies like it a lot, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's something It's more than the little like flat top you've had for a million years. Yeah, I had that haircut for at least 10 years. <laughs> um, so interesting about Isaac. Isaac uh, is actually in uh, London. He got a press pass for hardbody.com for the Olympics, and he's in wow, London. Wow, really? How cool is that, right? It's awesome. I'm a little jealous of old Isaac. I'm, I'm definitely jealous that he's there. Yeah, um, I, uh, I I told Darielle, I said, I bet you I could have got a press pass, too. And she would never, let, she would have been so jealous for me to go. Uh, anyway, it's like it would be another week, but uh, man. Is that another could, thing that you're not allowed to do because she's pregnant? Uh, probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like to be like, no, but yeah, yeah, probably so, yeah. Because if she wasn't pregnant, she would want to go, you know, and then yeah. I would definitely apply for a press pass. Um, I mean, if Isaac got one, I guess he runs Hard Body, which is like a girl's site and specifically, but I eh, mean, yeah, I could pull something off. Maybe not, if not RX Muscle, Muscle Mag or something. Um, oh, um, we saw Isaac. Uh, Isaac actually, remember, you got to hear his uh, story of people coming up to him at shows and saying, yeah, sorry, yeah, Isaac. I'm, that was I'm, funny. I'm, that was funny. We're, we're making Isaac famous. Yes, we are. I liked how we posted the picture of me and you being like, oh, sorry to Isaac. And he was like standing in the middle. And then yep. all the people were like, punch him in the fucking face. And all the people were like. Be like, like, fuck him up and tell him like, he's never worked out a day in his life and like insulting him in the picture. Yeah, it turned ugly. <laughs> yeah, Max Cervantes, our uh, our lovable gay fan, actually got really angry with Isaac. Yeah, they were going at it. Yeah, unbelievable. All the hate for Isaac Hines, unbelievable. Um, all right, next question. Um, haha, this is. I already know the answer to this question. Uh, Joshua Marzak wants to know, Aaron, if it meant PJ could win the Olympia, would you get decircumcised? But the foreskin, um, but the foreskin they were reattaching would be PJ's original foreskin uh, that, for some reason, was saved. He says it's a thinker. It's actually not a thinker at all because there's nobody is operating my penis for anything. So. Uh, not for not for PJ to win the Olympia. That's for damn sure. Maybe to give PJ a bit like. $20 million because then I would work out a deal to get half the money. Yeah, definitely. Then it's and, worth it. And then I would get PJ's 
old foreskin attached to my penis, <laughs> and then it would be quickly removed with part yes. of my ten million dollars. Yes, um, <clears throat> which I think makes sense, right? That's the good business right. move. Totally smart business move. Um, all right, uh, next on our list is from Jess McCutcheon. He wants to know. Um, hypothetically speaking, suppose your 43-year-old male friend calls you on the phone and tells you that he started a new relationship with a 21-year-old girl. <laughs> Describe your initial response and potential advice for your friend's news. Now, hypothetically speaking, assume the role of the 21-year-old vixens. You are the assume... Uh, and then... Uh, wait, is this a whole different one? Okay, let's do that first. And then the next one is we're going to assume the role of the 20-year-old vixen's father. And would your position change? Please elaborate on your answer. So... I think we should start out with phase one of this question. Phase and one. Uh, they could hear the answer to that one by listening to Access Bodybuilders. Yeah, we, we basically answered that on the last story we did, Dave Palumbo's Love Life, which I'm not saying that this question has anything to do with Dave Palumbo by any means, but ah. no, the situation is remarkably, remarkably similar. So <laughs> um, right, let's do a quick, because um, no, knowing all these people, not a, very few of these people probably want to listen to Access bodybuilding. Well, so. I, I think that I would tell um, my uh, 43-year-old friend that I think that it's crazy what he's doing and that uh, it's just too much of an age difference. 21 is too young. Um, I, I always say I wouldn't date a girl that's under 25, and I stand by that. I stand by that for my friends, too. I think you change quite a bit from the age of 20 to 25, and she's very close to 20. So she's got a lot of changing and growing coming her way, and it's a recipe for a disaster to get serious with a girl that age. Just bang her and have fun and leave it at that. First things first, I got to say this obviously is not Dave Plumbo we're talking about. No, no, Dave no. Is- if, it, if it were, then my response might be exactly the same if it is. But it, <laughs> it, it, it is not. <laughs> well, Dave is 44, not 43. So yeah, obviously it can't be different. him. Can't be him. Yeah. Um, I would tell my friend that to be very careful with this and that uh, not to get too many feelings attached to the girl because um, although she is probably hot and 21 and probably a lot of fun, you know, 21-year-olds, girls, and guys change their mind quickly. And just because you, they love you one day doesn't mean they're going to love you the next. It doesn't mean they're going to be the most loyal or, you know, yeah. any, any of the any of the things that you're looking for in a girl. Not to mention, one of the things that I like best now that having Darielle is that Darielle wants to enjoy taking care of me. You know what I mean? Like, that's a really cool thing to have a girl that, that um, does stuff for you because they want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does nice things for you uh, because they want to. And that maternal instinct is really not, I mean, I guess there's 21-year-old girls that have it, but um, most 21-year-old girls are really only thinking about themselves. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's part of being 21. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have a relationship with somebody, a serious relationship with somebody that's in that stage of their life, um, you're almost asking for those problems. Uh, I agree. Uh, now, if I was a 21-year-old's dad and she came and told me, I would say, um, you're not allowed to leave your room. I would. Yeah, I would too. I would be like, like so "What the hell is wrong with you?" I would be no. I'd be like, "Listen, unless all, he was really, really rich," and I would say, "Is he very, very rich? How much money does he have?" Yeah, that would affect my answer a little bit. Yeah, I guess there's you take things into consideration, of course. I would probably, uh, but the thing about it is, is 43 and 21. The thing that you really have to think about for the 21 year old's father, you'd be like, "Listen, first of all, she, he's probably around the, the 43 year old is probably in a somewhat similar age." Um, as the uh, the dad, so that would bother me. But uh, the main thing is, I would tell my daughter, I would say, listen, when you are forty five, he's going to be what sixty sixty seven. You know, <laughs> that's like uh, day and night. You know? you know, yeah. If you have kids, when you have kids with this guy, he's going to die before they're eighteen. You know, you yeah. want that? No, it's awful. You know? 
Right. They're not going to put it to you. That's actually not necessarily true, but they're not going to, he's not going to live to see his kids, you know, grow up basically be a, a full adults, you know? Yeah. So that's uh that's like something that's important, you know, to me. I mean, I can't imagine if I didn't have my dad for, uh, or, or my mom for, for, you know, the last 10 years or, or longer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's, that's just some stuff that you have to consider. Um, and then I would tell her if you want to go ahead with all this, um, you are no longer receiving any support from me or your mother uh, financially. So kiss that shit goodbye. You better make this guy pay for everything. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I would do whatever I could to change her mind. You know? mm-hmm. Girls are stupid when they're 21. Yeah, exactly. And that's I part have of two the little sisters. I mean, 19 to 21 is like a really stupid age in, in girls' lives. Yeah. By 25, like you said, a girl. I mean, look at Darielle's 25. And she's yeah, like, 25, a lot changes. You start growing up a lot more. Right. I agree with that. If you're normal, at least. Um, from uh, Adam Bray. Uh, PJ, is there anything that you're going to miss about California? A restaurant, a bar, uh, anything? Uh, Carl's Jr. Do you have Carl's Jr. in Florida? I don't think so. I've never seen one. Then that'll be the one thing I miss about California. That's it? That's all? That's yeah. it? Yeah, fuck this place. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, well, you know, somebody was asking me. I don't remember who mentioned it to me. Somebody at the show asked me to listen to this show. said, um, do you think that PJ Braun regrets coming to Florida? And I said, I don't know. I said, he might regret it now, but... In the long run, it's funny how life works. Just because if he went to Florida, I mean, if he if he didn't go to California, then he would never have come to Florida, almost certainly. Yes. And you never know what's going to happen in Florida. So great, great things. Uh, I'm I am expecting to happen in Florida. I, I've a- always liked Florida, and I never liked California. So like, I I moved to a place that I never liked from the beginning. Right. And then I hated it once I got there. So now I'm moving to a place that I already like. And hopefully I'll love it. I mean, worst case scenario, I end up back in like New York, Connecticut area where I know I love it. But at least, you know, I can make a pit stop at a place that I like a lot. And perhaps it'll be turned into a place that I love and I'll stay there. I think that um, more than that, I think that there's going to be business opportunities here yes, that are I not available. Too. That are not available for you anywhere else. I do too. I do too. Uh, that's really the key. I mean, a place that you even kind of like that you're making great money is a place you're going to love because you're like me. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, Patrick Barnes wants to know. If you could go back in time, like the TV show Quantum Leap, which incidentally mm-hmm. I just showed to Darielle because uh, she'd never seen it before. Okay. Great, great show, by the way. Great show. Um, if you could go back in time, like the TV show Quantum Leap, who would you become in history and what would you do? Uh, I would be uh, Joe Namath when he won the Super Bowl in 69 when he predicted the Jets were going to win and they were humongous, like 17-point underdogs. Um, and then they went on and won the Super Bowl and he was the biggest pimp ever. Uh, you would just go back to enjoy his life. Well, I'm a diehard Jets fan, and he's my all-time favorite Jet, and that was the only time the Jets were ever good. Um, plus, he was the man. He was banging chicks all over the place. He was, you know, setting trends. You know, he was the man back then. Um, is, was there a movie about him back then? Uh, there was a movie called Namath. Uh, it's actually a documentary that um, one of the HBO or Showtime or somebody did that was outstanding. Um, I re- recommend anybody, even, even if you're not a football fan, to, to watch Namath. You get a chance. His life was just crazy. It was just... He opened up this bar in the city where everybody would hang out, and um, the the NFL basically said either you close the bar or you're out of the NFL. Hmm. Um, and he he held a press conference and he was actually in tears, and he said, uh, "I retire from the NFL because he wasn't going to let anybody push him around like that." Um, but eventually, everything worked out where he came back, and uh, it was just an awesome story. Hmm. Um, I would come back. I would be more about changing history. I would come back as George. Uh, I think he said it's Elsler, 
Elzer, who was uh, the guy who almost killed Adolf Hitler with the bomb. Remember the movie? Yeah. Valkyrie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where Tom Cruise came, uh, played him? Yeah. That would have been me. I would have went back and I wouldn't have botched the job that time and I would, I would have killed Adolf Hitler. Mm. That would have changed a lot of history. For Jews, yeah, definitely. For Jews, yeah. It would have saved, yeah. I don't know if it would have saved all six million lives, but it would have saved a whole hell of a lot of them. Yeah, it would save all the rest of the people from listening to a lot of complaining, too. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we would, none of us would have had to read the boring diary of Van Fank in school. It would have been a lot of stuff had been different. And, yeah, I think that and that would and that would make it worth it for you, right? <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Uh, I see. If I was doing, I would want to go affect history some way, like uh, save uh, John F. Kennedy or something. You know, I'd like. But it's funny with stuff like that, you really don't know. Like maybe uh, it's uh, maybe it's a good thing that he got killed. It's funny as that as crazy as that sounds. Maybe things would be much worse. You know, you never exactly. know. Exactly. Exactly. The Namath was a safe bet. It is right? a safe bet. You're right. Maybe that was a smart move. You get drunk and you bang chicks. You know. Yeah, and if, if that's the case, maybe I should rethink mine. Maybe I would come back as like, um, I don't know, who banged a lot of chicks. I guess they could still be alive because Johnny Amos. You could be uh, Will Chamberlain. He Will banged Chamberlain. 10, yeah, maybe it'd be Will Chamberlain. That wouldn't matter. He yeah. had a pretty good life. I mean, he has yeah, a pretty good life. To, he managed to not get AIDS. Yeah. Banging all the chicks. Uh, you, and he got to star with Arnold in yep. the Conan movie. Yeah, that was good. That was so good. you get to hang out with Arnold. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, you get to school a hun- um, like tons of white guys in basketball. Just, I, just bet t- you, I bet you he has an enormous penis, don't you think? Oh, it's got to be 12, 13 inches. So it's it's, it's as thick as a Coke. He was probably hurting girls. With that oh, yeah, definitely. Totally. totally. Um, yeah. It was probably of- so big that he had to like hold the base of it because it, just too much blood flow would like cause him to pass out when it would get hard. No, you sold me. I changed my mind. Hitler can live. I'm going to be... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go for uh, for the the big penis and, the, and hurting the girls. Yeah, screw um, screw, screw Hitler. Yeah, screw, he, he's no big deal. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, next, uh, Dylan Miller, Aaron. How is your sex life uh, since Darielle has been pregnant? My girlfriend is pregnant and it is getting difficult for me because she is showing now. And to be honest, it grosses me out. <laughs> Any advice? Um, okay, so this is funny. A funny Dave Plumbo story. Dave Plumbo asks me. I don't remember where we were. He goes, I said something about having sex. He goes, you and, uh, you and Darielle aren't having sex anymore, are you? And I was like, what? He's like, you're not having sex, are you? I was like, it's like, what do you mean? Like, what you, like why would I not have sex with her? And he's like, ah, I don't know. He's like, he like changed the subject. I was like, you think I won't have sex with her because she's pregnant? He's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dave wouldn't. You know what I mean? Dave thinks that's like that. horrific. It's probably like, probably like Dylan Miller. Actually, uh, it hasn't changed our sex life um, at all, at all, really. I mean, maybe maybe it's an, uh, a little less adventuresome, you know what I mean? Um, but my, my suggestion for Dylan Miller is if, you know, you pick the position, like if your girl hasn't gained a whole lot of weight, in certain positions I can barely tell, you know? Uh, don't focus on the stomach. <laughs> focus on doggy style. Yeah, and focus on other, on other parts other than the belly. And if she's like on her back, you just cover the stomach up with something. That's what I do. Draw a little face on it. No, no, I covered. I'll have her put a uh, something on top of it. I would get like finger paint paints and draw little like images on it. Yeah, you could do like a little, yeah, a little like a scary guy and you know, <laughs> like trying use, to stab the scary guy. Use the the, the 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 belly button to be its nose. Do like a pumpkin. Make it like a pumpkin. Yeah, like a little jack o' lantern. Yeah, a little jack o' lantern. <laughs> like I'm gonna wreck this jack o' lantern. Uh, 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 you know, <laughs> break it. Um, so. Uh, uh, that's my word of advice is to to make it to you know position your lady in a way that doesn't gross you out, and uh, I mean, for me it's you know 
I don't know. I guess, you know, it's something that needs to happen. You know, I knew from when she first got pregnant, it's not going to slow me down. You know what I mean? Uh, so, like I said, it's just not as if I don't throw around or do much crazy yeah. stuff these days, you know? So that's really it. You know, you're, it's definitely not like rough or anything like that. Or, uh, But it's still fun. So you make the best out of the situation. Yeah. You got a baby come out of this. So Plus yeah. you don't want to hurt the baby in there. So No, you don't want to stab the baby. Uh, you ever heard the joke? Like when they uh, when the when the baby comes out, the father sees the baby, and the baby uh, takes his finger and starts tapping on the dad's forehead. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "How do you like that, asshole?" <laughs> I have heard that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, Assad Malik, when you use toilet paper, do you fold or crumple? Something tells me about your personality, though. I can't remember. Something tells me this. It tells something about your personality. Although I can't remember it off the top of my head. I fold. I, I fold. Like, I would folder. like to know what it tells about your personality. I'm a folder. I'm a folder. If somebody Can somebody let us know? I'm curious. Yeah, I would like to know too about I fold. To, uh, Google that. I feel like it's too messy not to fold. If you just squish it up into the... Yeah, that's weird. Your, that's strange. You get the duty on your fingers maybe. Yeah, I think that it tells you that you're an idiot if you do that about your personality. Yeah, I think so. You're, you're, dirty, you're a dirty scumbag. Do you prefer the thicker, thick, thick, luxurious toilet paper or the thinner single-ply toilet paper? Um, in between, actually. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I find that the very, very thick stuff is almost, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, now, the thinner stuff, if it's just single-ply, that's, like, you know, some poor people shit. I like the, the mid-grade, the mid, the mid you know, like, double-ply, and then you just double. fold it over, and then it's thicker and it's good quality. I agree with that. I don't like the ones. Darielle's bought all these fancy-schmancy ones, I guess. No, they're figures, too thick. It's weird. She figures I'm making money now. Let's get the top-of-the-line toilet paper. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't like it. It, it. Like, you know, one of the things that it does that I really don't like is it... Like um, like it's like like a paper towel, like a junky paper towel. So mm-hmm. it like starts to come apart, like yeah. not not make a hole, but like schmutz comes off of it. You know, yeah, I don't like that. No, I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. Uh, amount amount of of pooping that I'm doing too. I I don't need a, a really expensive top quality. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go through it too fast. Exactly. I go through it so fast. She's like she yells at me because I'll go through a roll. Um, I go through almost a roll a day. It seems. Yeah, like. I go through a lot. I mean, I'm pooping a lot. So. <laughs> You need to talk to her because she yells at me for that. And I told no, her, to her because even Amber was like, "Man, we go through a lot of toilet paper." And I was like, "Well, I'm pooping four or five times every day, you know." And Darielle's listening to this, so Darielle, see, so take note. It's not just me. It's not just me. Um, you got I a big guy. There's gonna be a lot of poop coming out. Yep, you know exactly. You, you, um, I don't. I mean, we do talk a little bit, maybe more than most people like about poop. But you had an interesting poop story where you told me post contest. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Magnificent poop that I, I I never even heard of. You had like a, a collage of poop. Yeah, yeah, this was nuts. Um, you know, I always poop a lot, but you know, after what happened with my liver and everything, I think it disturbed my digestive system. Um, my liver wasn't producing bile normally. I don't think, and um, for the for a couple of days before the show, I didn't poop. And it was very uncomfortable uh, to not poop. I didn't like it. Psychologically, it was bothering me too. So um, after the uh, prejudging, our uh, our uh, uh, CEO, uh, Robert DiMaggio, took uh, me and Amber to a Brazilian steakhouse uh, for dinner. And um, it was one of the all-you-can-eat Brazilian steakhouses. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to exaggerate. But I had about three or four pounds of various beef and, and meats. I didn't go too crazy with the carbs, but it was a very, very poor choice of food for somebody that hadn't pooped for a couple days. Now, I had so much meat swelling in my belly that I, I got some X-lax, and uh, Amber said, don't take two, just take one, but I took two hmm. um, You know, before I went to bed. It was maybe like 10 o'clock at night, 
And I remember distinctly, I woke up at 5.55 a.m. with rumbling in my belly. And I ran into the bathroom. And I started out by taking like the most just massive like log. I mean, it was massive. It was, it was amazing. I was just staring down at it. And it was in pure, just amazement at the size of this thing, right? It was like over a foot long, solid and thick. It didn't break. It was crazy. But then my stomach started kind of like wrenching. And like all this like muddy stuff started coming out. It just looked like mud. And uh, it looked like a, like a, a milkshake. It was a different color. Too, and it was horrible. It just it smelled like um, like chicken broth for some reason, and um, it was just pouring out, pouring out, and then that stopped. And not to disgust you even more, um, then it just started turning into like pure just diarrhea, and uh, it got to the point where I had to flush the toilet because I was afraid that the toilet was going to overflow with, had, with pure poop. Yeah, I've never. Oh my god! I, I was pooping for like ten minutes. I couldn't believe it. Like I was just feeling myself empty, and um, it was. Did like, you pain- take a picture? I should have. It would have freaked people out because it would have looked like three or four people pooped in the same bowl. <laughs> and it actually got to the point I had to courtesy flush myself. And, and Amber didn't know what a courtesy flush was. Like a courtesy flush, for those of you that don't know what it is, like if, if you're like pooping in a public bathroom and there's a bunch of people in there and you don't, you know, you don't want them to smell your disgusting poop. So you give, give them a little courtesy flush. You flush it away before you're done so they don't have, they don't have to smell it. Well, it, it was so bad that I actually had to courtesy flush myself because I couldn't stand the smells. That were coming out of my own body. It was just, it was like, it was like amazing. Um, and I was trapped in there for like ten minutes, and uh, I completely emptied everything out of my system. And uh, it, it was, it was like Amber was like, "That's what I told you not to take two of them." <laughs> yeah. I, I want one of these things because I wonder how much poop I got in me now that you did that. Oh, if you ever, if you ever want to know, a couple of X lax will clean you right out. Just normal X lax. Normal X lax. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna check that out. Out of curiosity, you know? Yeah, it, it says it takes like six to eight hours to work. And for me, it was a solid like six, seven hours. I woke up and all of a sudden it just was just 10 minutes of crazy pooping. Mm. That's a, that is an impressive feat. And um, all right, let's go to the next one, huh? I'm sure yeah. I just t- turned on all of our lady listeners. Listening yeah, to- yeah, we got a lot of lady. We have a lot of surprising amount of lady listeners. So um, let's see. Um, Popovic. Popovic. D- what did you say? Dion Popovic wants to know if we're going to be, if we'll be at the NBC North Star. Nobody, nobody. We might have a photographer there, but yeah. um, we're going to start doing a new, a new cool thing where we're going to allow people to pay to have their show covered by RX Muscle, like Olympia-style coverage. So uh, I actually think this is my idea, that um, next year in 2013, if a promoter wants to have RX Muscle cover their show, there are going to be several different packages, but you can do the Olympia-style coverage. At any show, if you have an NPC North Star and you're promoting it, and you could either get Jay Cutler to come guest pose, or you can have the whole RX Muscle team cover your show like the Olympia. I mean, like f- total coverage, like like just like we do the Olympia. You can get it for basically the same price. That's a great idea. Yeah, so that'll be uh that will be uh, implemented in 2013, unless somebody's listening now and wants to do it at the end of the season this year, and we don't have a show. But I think that that's going to be a really big deal because I mean, honestly. What's going to bring more attention to your show? Jay Cutler or the whole RX Muscle team putting every yeah, the whole that's coverage? That's good. That's good. I like that. Uh, anyway, one of my uh, many good ideas, of course. Um, Spencer Barrett wants to know, uh, fuck, Mary kill. He wants to play fuck, Mary kill. And I got to say this, fuck, Mary kill. A lot, these two that he puts out here, this one and the next one, I'm not a big fan because two of the people are, are dudes. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's like, no, no. Uh-huh. Uh, I see what he's trying to do here. Candace Keen, Luke Skywalker, or Joe Lyons? 
Joe Lyons was the guy who hired you and uh, Evan Santapani to come to Florida, the weird guy. Yeah, I would. Uh, I, I guess I would fuck Candace Keene. I would marry Luke Skywalker. Really? And I would, I would uh, kill Joe Lyons. I would kill Joe Lyons. I would fuck you, know, you don't have to have sex with somebody that you're married to. It can be an arranged marriage business oh. type thing. There's a lot of people that do that. Oh. oh, I guess I'll go with you then. You know, I didn't think of it that way. I thought that was the person you had to fuck for the rest of your life. So, no, it's the business arrangement. Ah, all right, all right. You're play, that playing it smart, PJ Braun. I, I applaud you. Brain ah. is back. I got some carbs in my system. Yeah, four wow. gets, I'm ready to go. Look at you. Look at the big brain on PJ Braun. <laughs> um, what movie is that from, PJ Braun? Uh, what did you say again? Look at the big brain on PJ Braun. Uh, I don't know what movie that's from. You want me to give you another hint? Give me another hint. Look at the look for the wallet that says "bad motherfucker." Oh, it's from uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's from Pulp Fiction. Remember, they're having uh, they're in the room. Yeah, he's having yeah. Is that a Hawaiian burger? <laughs> what you got a Sprite? All right, um, <laughs> let's go on to the next one. Uh, uh, okay. What team, any sport, um, what team fan, fans do you think are the most obnoxious? I have no idea. The what most team? obnoxious fans are Yankees fans. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Hockey douchebags. Yeah. I have no idea, but I'll go with you. Yes. Um, round two for Spencer Barrett. Jack Nicholson, circa 1974. Reese Witherspoon or Betty White, 1965. Um, I would... I would... Uh... I would fuck Betty White circa 1965. I would marry Reese Witherspoon, and I would unfortunately have to kill Jack Nicholson, who I love, circa 1974. I would do it the same way. I would quickly kill. I would put him out of his misery quickly. But before I kill him, I would say, I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> I'm going to bash your brains in. <laughs> there you go. Um, let's see. Uh, Steve Miller wants to know, what's the latest on the Iron Empire Radio? I mean, the Iron Empire Radio t-shirts. And then what band or music are you guys currently... What what TV show, band, or music are you guys currently hooked on? Um, Jerry, Jerry Beck informed me that he yep. should have our stuff done by this weekend. Not the first time I've heard that, but I'm hoping that it, uh, it comes to fruition this time. Yes. Uh, the plan with the t-shirts is, like we said before, we're going to do the first 100 limited edition. On the back, you'll have the Iron Empire Radio logo. I mean, the front, you'll have Empire Radio logo, whatever that may be. On mm-hmm. the back, Iron Mag Labs. Hopefully we're gonna get we're gonna talk to Robert and he'll cover part of the cost, and then on the sleeve will be the first hundred, like a patch, like a motorcycle gang patch, and that will only be for the first hundred shirts. Uh, people wanted to know how will we decide the first hundred, so I want to talk to you now about it. Do you think that we should do the first cup first serve, or do you think that we should do the names, the first hundred names that requested that that have been the most active on our list, on all of our our, our participating on the board? Okay, which one I'm asking you. My most uh, participating. All right, so we have a hundred to go with, and uh, people will, will, when we finally get the new design and we order the shirts, that's how we'll pick. We'll we will go through the list. We'll we'll take requests. You know, maybe we don't even have a hundred people that want to buy it because the shirts are not going to be like we're not setting the price point very low. Uh, to, we're going to try to make some money off the shirt. So just telling everybody, if they cost twelve dollars, we're gonna we're gonna sell them for twenty four or something because we got we got it has to make sense for us to leave our house to send these things off. You know. Right? Yeah. Is that reasonable? Definitely. So we're getting nice shirts. It'll be a shirt that you actually want to wear, I promise. Um, all right. Next on our list. Um, let's see. We got uh, Jody Boba Daniel wants to know, 
about our opinions on eating the ass of chicks or chicks eating our asses. He heard it's great, but he wants to know what we have done, and because uh, he'd like to know, like if I love to eat it, eat it, eat a girl's ass, but I don't want my ass eaten. I feel like I'm agreeing with everything you're saying this show, PJ. I, I agree with and, you. And that happens. We spend a lot of time together, and you know, yeah. we'll get our, our differences, and we'll have our agreements. Yeah, we both will eat an ass, but we don't want our asses eaten. Yep, exactly, exactly. It's the truth. Um, let's see. Next question, uh, Rob Mance. What do you think about the rise of women's MMA? Uh, he actually he lists off some names of girls he says are hot, but I don't know any of these people. Ronda um, Rousey and let me Misha look at the list. Who did, he, who did he list? Let me see. Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate. Um, to be honest with you, I thought Gina think Gina Carano is hotter than both of them. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think women's MMA is cool. Why not? I, yeah. I like to see him fight. Why I not? think it's real cool. Let them beat the shit out of each other. I like most of the girls' sports better. So, I mean, I like girls' gymnastics better, girls' ch- tennis better. Almost all the girls' sports I like better. So, Well, most of the time when a girl is playing a sport that's a girl sport that a guy also does, I, I usually assume that all the guys are gay. Yeah. Like guys, not, guys' gymnastics, I usually assume those guys not are gay. Not tennis, though. Come on. The guys, they're straight guys. But no, 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 no. But that don't, I don't Andre Agassi, he was a badass. Doing no, coach. no. I don't, I don't consider tennis a girl sport, though. I consider oh. that... Like like very unisex. Like there are sports that are like specifically girl sports. Like volleyball, guys. Like each volleyball. volleyball to me is a girl sport. Yeah. You know, like when I see guys playing beach volleyball, I think that they're tall gay guys. I'll watch the hell um, out of gymnastics to me is a girl sport. So like beach guy, vo- when the Brazilians play beach volleyball, I'll watch the hell out of that. Yeah, our beach volleyball girls are amazing. Yeah, they're not as attractive though, huh? They're, they're just very dominant though. Misty uh, Misty May. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Carrie Walsh. Women. Like they're, they're, they're like. Women. Machines, they don't lose. Rob Mance also says, "What's the deal with Dave's increasing number of earrings? He's starting to look like Jack Sparrow." <laughs> um, I actually noticed that myself. I think that Dave um, was primping and prepping here for this uh, USA weekend for his uh, his uh, meeting with the lovely Lauren Lesnow. So, like, he was a little tanner than usual. His teeth were a little whiter. His clothes were like a little more pressed. You know, he smelled a little better. And I think he also threw in a few extra earrings, just to like you know, spice it up a little. He's got a bunch of the holes. Hip so, it up a little. Yeah, I figure he says like I got five holes here. Let's fill them up. Um, that's what he did. So I, there are no new ones. I don't think he's got any new piercings. I think he just filled up the old ones in hopes of impressing uh, his new uh, bow. Um, did you ever get Kenyetta K- K- Nunn? Did you do her shout out? Uh, I don't know. Shout out to Kenyatta Nunn. How about that? No, she wants it in the retard girl voice. Why? Why does she get it in the retard girl voice? I don't know. Some people request stuff. I like that voice. You can't just get get it. You know, I need to get something out of this. People are going to start having to shell out a little bit. I don't know. It's a chick. You don't want to do the retard voice for a chick? People always want me to talk in this voice, but my boyfriend says that I'm not allowed to talk like this unless he's around because it's, it believes it's cheating on him. <laughs> All right. Um... Uh, let's see. Next on our list. Uh, I'm looking through here. Um, Stacy Mitchell Gray wants to know what it was like working for LA Fitness back in the day. And what was my reasons for leaving? Um, it was horrible. I didn't like LA Fitness. I don't like to work. I mean, I never, I really liked training people back in the day. I would not want to do that now. But I didn't like me. I was a manager of the, uh, of the sales portion of the, of the, of the gym. Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot of hours. I worked. Um, I would get there at eight in the morning, or before the gym opens. I should get there a little earlier, like seven something. 
at the morning on most mornings. They had an early morning person, but like that's when the salespeople had to be in. So I usually get there right at eight or sometimes a little late, and then I would not leave till eight at night, and uh, that was five or six days a week. So yeah, that's a shitty job. I, mean, I worked for a New York sports club when I was young, and I hated it. I think the difference between like like probably New York sports club and LA Fitness is LA Fitness is very very um, sales motivated. Like they motivate their they want you to a lot of your pay is based on your now sales. New York sports club is like that too. Oh really? Really okay. And if you weren't in there tight. With the salesman, like the sales people controlled who got the training sessions. Uh, oh, you were so, a trainer, right, 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 right. You know, they dictated who was getting trained, so that was another thing I didn't like. Yes, yeah, so I didn't like the pressure of the place. Like, I didn't like to force selling something to, like, people would be like, you know, like all the, like, the the selling, like, spiel and the tools that they would yeah. teach you. And, the like, it was all, like, bullshit stuff. Like, you know, if somebody is like, well, I, you know, the, the, um, the, the nursery is not open long enough, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to think about it and look around and be like, well, look, our, our deal is, this deal is going to close today and I can't offer you this price again tomorrow. I really need, you know, how important is fitness to you? I mean, if you're serious about fitness, you'll make this commitment today. You know, I don't like that high pressure sales. Yeah, shit. I don't like that shit either. And, um, so anyway, that's, I didn't like it. It was shit. You're in Australia. I don't think they have LA fitness in Australia, so you shouldn't worry about it. Yeah. That's don't worry about it. They got Aussie fitness. Aussie fit. Go work at Doherty's gym. That's a badass place. Go work at Doherty's gym. Forget all that L.A. fitness nonsense. Um, let's see. Ashley Gray uh, wants to know, how do you deal with screamers in the gym? There's a guy at my gym who screams on every rep and every exercise, even lateral raises. Even with headphones on, I can clearly hear his ass. this ass clown. <laughs> um, what do you think, PJ? Do you ever say something to somebody like that? No, I mean, I don't know. I guess if I'd have to be put in that position, I usually ignore people like that and just think that they're idiots. You play your music so loud. If you can hear somebody through your music, oh, my music then it's got to be bad. It's got to be ridiculous. I know that Jimmy the Bull um, makes a lot of noise when he trains. I haven't actually experienced it firsthand, but I know he, he makes some weird noise after every rep really loud. Yeah, it would have to be, it would, there would have to be a major factor would be if I thought this person was an asshole or if I thought this person was okay. Because it was somebody that I've actually talked to before, and I was like, all right, I don't mind this guy. And then he was just screaming during his workout. I'd be like, all right, that's kind of weird, you know, but I'd probably let it go. But if it was somebody that I thought was a douchebag, and he was screaming during his workout, then I'd probably wind up saying something. What about, let me ask you, what about if the person looked like, for example, let's say, like, you had a guy who was really strong, who's squatting, like, you know, 700 pounds, and, like, a really strong guy who's pushing a lot of weight, or a guy who's just a normal guy in the gym, a 185-pound guy. Would that make a difference? Is the 185-pound guy moving a lot of weight? No, he's moving normal amount of weight for 185 pounds. Then it's stupid. Don't yell if you're not doing anything hard. So you would – I agree with that. Like if the guy was pushing a lot of weight um, or he was huge, like Zach Kahn can do whatever he wants and I think it's yeah. okay. He's a beast. It's a beast. So let him, let him be a beast. Let him be a beast. Um, next question. How are how good are the buffets in Vegas? Are they as good as I hear about? I've never been there. That's for yep. Ben Grijada. Um, we know of one buffet. I was very disappointed and saddened to hear that you did not wait for me. I went to the wind buffet. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. It's, it's pretty shitty. You didn't wait. You went by yourself. So I got Amber to go, and Amber usually never eats. Like She's like one of those annoying girls that just gets like salads or soup or something stupid when you take her out to dinner. And I told her, like, you're not going to do that bullshit if I take you to the wind. Like, you're going to eat like a champion. And she did. She ate a lot and got sick until the next day. It was good. <laughs> Have any mimosas? You can't have any mimosas. That's no, nice. I couldn't have any drinks like that. I crushed every dessert, every single dessert. 
I got I got one, one of for everything. me. Yeah, the creme the creme brulee was amazing. By the way, Ugh, it's so disappointing. I'm really disappointed. I really wanted to go to that. You know, I really wanted to go to that. It was good. They had this, this meatloaf made from Kobe beef. It was like the most tender, juicy meatloaf I ever had. I don't want to hear anything else about it. Okay, okay. I, I, I my whole I was the thing I was looking forward to most at Vegas was going to the Wynn Buffet, and I didn't get to do it. Okay. I called you, and you were hanging out with Chris Angel. I couldn't leave. I had no car. What am I going to do? You should, have been like, you should have been like, can I come pick you up and bring you? I yeah, I should have did that. I should have came pick you up. But you, Dave probably would have been like, no, Peter can't come here. No, I would have. I wouldn't have said. I would have said, uh, I'm going to the Wind Buffet. Fuck you. That would have been it. I'm like, what do you want to do? You want to go to the Wind Buffet with PJ and eat delicious food, or do you want to stay here and, and hold a video and videotape Chris Angel while I train him? Come on. <laughs> People will be dying to be in your shoes right now. Um, delicious food. <laughs> um, Justin Davis wants to know um, what's PJ's future. Do you know what your future is, PJ? Uh, stacks and stacks and stacks of straight cash. <laughs> Stretching rubber bands. <laughs> um, that's good. That's what I I'm think about cashing fucking checks. <laughs> that's that kind, huh? <laughs> Pussy clap om. Pussy clap om. <laughs> Darielle hates when I do that. That's like that's one of her like pet peeves. I don't know why she hates it so much. When I say that, she'll she'll go crazy. You're just quoting somebody who's spectacular. She doesn't like it. I don't know what, what bothers her about that. I go, Pussy clap, oh! And she'll get, she'll get all angry. And she'll stop! It's vulgar. No, it's not, she doesn't care. It's, it's something about him saying it bothers her. I love when he says it. I know. Um, what does it mean again? P- wi- pussy wipe? Like a, um, like a tampon or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Rob Holt wants to know, it seems like most people in America rent homes instead of buy. Why is it that people here in England are obsessed with owning their own home? I don't know. Pretty much everybody I know uh, bought their homes here, so I can't really answer that question. I think that Rob um, may be misinformed just because I yeah. rent a home and you rent a home doesn't mean that uh, that is the norm. I, would I actually... rent a two-bedroom apartment in California. Like, Why would you ever buy a fucking place like this? You know. Sorry, Isaac. Yeah, well, the place you're moving to, I could see somebody definitely. I mean, the guy you're renting it from bought it. I'm going to buy a place that I feel is where I'm going to raise my family. Right, you know? right. Not exactly. a place that I feel is temporary. I'm renting this house. Um, when I mean, in reality, if you're renting a house that's around the cost of this one, I, I was showing Darielle like what it adds up to. You know, it adds up to a lot of money, like twenty five something thousand, more than twenty five thousand dollars a year. So, like, I can understand why you would want to be putting that money into equity in a home for sure, because it adds up to a lot. You know. Um, but the thing about it is, is you got to know, at least like you said, uh, Rob, you got to know where you want to live permanently. And like, I don't know book or ton at all. So, um, once we have the baby, we'll have been in here a year and we can reassess and possibly buy a home. But, uh, I, I would like to buy a home. And the reason mostly is not to like own land or own your own home. Like back in the day, it's because it's cheaper and it makes more sense to be putting money into something that you own. Yeah. Because basically, I'm just giving this this family that we're renting the home from, uh, you know, all this money every year, and I'm getting nothing but the use of something that they're taking that money and putting it into their home that they're going to own forever. You know. So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Terry Gray wants to know: Is there such thing as too many fucking pros? 
You cut out. I couldn't hear what you said. Is there such a thing as too many fucking pros? Of course not. You can never have too many fucking pros. You start a fucking army with all yeah, those fucking fuck pros. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Terry. We got so many fucking pros. There's no minute. We got so many fucking pros over here. You can't even count them. I'm fucking swimming in these fucking pros. I don't even know where to go. Ah, we got 53 new pros at USA's. Yeah, I fucking cleaned house at the fucking USA. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. I started telling people, I, I, I got to fucking turn you down. I got to turn you down. They said, they said, please, please don't turn me down. I want to be a fucking pro. I said, you know what? I like your fucking attitude. You're on the team. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> and, then, and then the next day, they were fucking pro, just like that. Just like that. So you tell me if there's too many fucking pros, and I'll tell you, fuck you. Yeah, Terry. Hmm, fuck Terry. All right, next question. Uh, this is also from Terry. This is a serious question, though, he says. Are there any sayings or phrases that annoy you, no matter who says them? For example, when a guys feel obligated to say no homo after saying something um, that could be considered gay. I've never used no homo, like, in a phrase before. Like, I might have, like, wrote it somewhere, like, mocking somebody. Um, I think no homo is stupid. Um, I think yes homo is funny when people write that. I like that. Uh, I think no homo is stupid, though. I think it's unnecessary. Um you know, one of the, some of the things that you say that you didn't used to say because California rubbed off on you. Hardcore, epic, hardcore, and stellar. Yeah. Those are definitely California sayings. Yes. And I try to avoid them at all costs. That's good. That's smart. That's smart. So I, I always like, tried to avoid. Um, in Jersey, they use phenomenal a lot. Like, phenomenal. I think is phenomenal. I ate this meatball last night. It was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like, you're really telling me that a meatball was that good that it deserved fucking phenomenal in front of it? But like, uh, you know, guys, Sister Nino and other people in Jersey will use phenomenal, phenomenal. so much. That I tried and never used phenomenal. When I think of phenomenal, it makes me think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's so phenomenal. I'm eating this meatball with guys that you know it was yeah. So I say, yes, it was the most phenomenal meatball. <laughs> well, yeah, you try this meatball? All right. Um, last question. Last question. This is a serious question. Uh, he wants to bring back the uh, – Al X wants to bring back the evolution question from last week that you couldn't answer. Okay. Um. So it is. Um, did we're, do we believe in evolution, or do we believe that uh, God just created uh, people and like instantly they were here? Well, you uh, you're Jewish, so and I'm I was raised uh, Catholic, so like religiously we already have a different system of beliefs. Um, you know, as I got further educated and I, you know, my my schooling is very science based. Um, you know, because of my knowledge of science, it's kind of hard to believe um, in an actual like singular God, you know, that, that created everything. Um, and uh, interesting, the earliest uh, paintings um, and pictures from the Bible show uh, Adam and Eve with belly buttons, which is actually uh, <laughs> leads a lot to be, to be said because uh, if they were truly formed by God, they would have no use for belly button because we all know that the belly button is where the umbilical cord goes. Um, so um, that says a lot. If you if you want to look at like a scientific breakdown of everything, um, I I think it's okay for people to believe in something, and um, I actually encourage people to believe in something because when you believe in something enough, uh, you make it real, and um, you know whether you want to believe in uh, one particular god or not, as long as you're truly believing in so something, and I don't find anything wrong with that, and you know that's as far into it as I'll go. I don't believe um, perhaps that the Big Bang theory is the, the true way that we came. I think that it's, it's just so complex and to, to believe in a, in one, you know, single answer for it, um, would be foolish because there's so many possibilities. And I do think there has to be some kind of, uh, power out there that's, that's greater than what we have. And I certainly think there's other life out there also. Um, so it's, it's hard for me to actual, 
really say like, yes, I believe God created everything or no, I don't. You know what I mean? Oh, you took that question a lot further than I think that he asked. He wanted to believe if did, uh, did, was there Adam and Eve and the world was created in seven days or was there, uh, evolution? And I believe that there is definitely evolution. I don't believe that, um, that things just popped out like that. It was just created by God. Uh, and, and then if one you day think about it, it, there's, there's so many different religions and so many different forms of gods and who's to say which one is right, you know? So, so if you believe, you know, if you believe in, in, you know, Islam, then, then you would think that like our, my version of, of uh, you know, religion is completely wrong. Everybody else is wrong. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like foolish to think like that, you know? Uh, that's also why I think that, that church and state should be separated and why I don't like listening to the politicians talk about God and this and that. I, I don't think it has its place. Um, but, I mean, that's a whole other uh, discussion that we don't need to necessarily get into. Yeah, somebody ask us that next week. Yeah. PJ, that is it, PJ. We are done. And uh, thankfully there was no internet problems this week. It went very smoothly. I feel like we've only been doing this for like two hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, it feels like it's only been about two hours instead of more than two hours. Yeah, which is... Uh, which I actually is... want to bring something up. Okay, please do. Um, uh, well, the reason I want to bring it up is because it has to do with us. Oh, um, no, PJ, I'm already married, PJ. I'm already married. <laughs> Spare yourself the embarrassment. Um, well, no, I want um, everybody to go out there and check out the September issue of Muscle Mag. And I have a spread in there. But it's not so much that I want them to go look at pictures of me because it's very easy to find that all over the internet. But the way that this article was written, um, I actually thought that it was one of the cooler things that's ever been done about me in my career. And um, I like what he talked about uh, the radio show. And what he said was, what the writer said was, um, this is why PJ is so beloved in the bodybuilding world. He's wry, witty, and cheerfully profane. The clown prince of the show circuit. Anyone who's familiar with his podcast, Iron Empire Radio, has listened to him spout off any number of irrelevant topics. His worst hangover story, dating a bikini model, or PJ's head-scratching encounter with a hulking transsexual hotel concierge. But you'll also hear him <laughs> reports on subjects of keen interest in his listenership, diet tips, overhyped supplements, or a frank appraisal of Synthol's role in the sport. Anyone holding... A stereotypical view of bodybuilders, i.e. monosyllabic monoliths, will find PJ a revelation. His on-air persona has a professional gloss, no ums or airs, or torturous dead air pauses. He's a natural storyteller, nimble on his feet, and shares an easy rapport with co-host Aaron Singerman. Mm -hmm. Should have been more about me in there, but that was good. It was good. Oh, but I, I like how he... he uh, brought up the radio show in there so i did like that's that's fantastic what is the guy's I name who wrote that so i think that uh, everybody should go out and check who, that who out who wrote that september a credit. issue of muscle mag give him some credit pj what's his name who wrote it who wrote it yeah the gentleman who wrote that um i'm curious actually if you know this guy since you're you are now uh a paid writer for the magazine um his name is craig davidson oh my god craig davidson you know him? No, not at all. But <laughs> it says senior editor Craig Davidson. I, I have not run into old Craig Davidson yet, but uh, when I do, I'll be sure to shake his hand and tell him good job. I'll have to tell everybody, Bill Geiger, that uh, he did a good job. Yep. Um, on another wonderful note, you should not only buy Muscle Mag this month here, but you should also buy it next month when my column begins. It's very weird to think that by the time my magazine, the first one is out, I'll have done three columns. 
Yeah. That's very strange to me. Um, I'm still getting used to the whole magazine idea. Yeah, they're so behind on everything. Uh, it's weird. It's actually one of the one of the more challenging things that I have to do to come up with gossip stories and news stories that are going to be relevant in three months. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard because, like, like for example, last issue, I'm writing gossip stories, but I have to keep in mind that by the time people read it, the Olympia will be over. Yeah. So well, like, you told really, me something tonight that I think is relevant uh, gossip for the next column. Yeah, tell me so I can write it down. What? Certain um, very hot, um, hot as in successful, uh, young bodybuilder who is uh, fired his uh, famous prep coach to go work with another famous prep coach. You think that's news enough? Yeah, I, I do. So. Let me put that. Let me write that down right now. I don't want you know. I guess we can we can say it's uh, Juan Morel is no longer working with um, Dave Palumbo. Well, I mean, you can you can write it about how so many guys. Um, you know, turn professional under Dave Palumbo and then go elsewhere. Um, see, the problem that with that, this is my one issue with this, um, with this story, it's, it is that I don't like to have two stories about the same guy or mentioning the same guy in one magazine, unfortunately, or one actual column, because I'm gonna, I have pictures of, from Chris Angel. I want to mention uh, Dave training Chris Angel, but I, if this is still relevant, I'll just try to yeah, submit it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I'm just still going to add that. I appreciate that. Good looking out, PJ. Yep. Um, so, uh, PJ, I guess that is the end of the show. You can reach PJ Braun at pjbraunfitness at yahoo.com. Um, getting very popular and busy with the training services. So if you want to get uh, trained by PJ, I think that um, your price needs to be raised again in the near future, I believe. It seems to me. You know what's funny is I got a PayPal notification uh, during the radio show. My phone vibrated, and it was the PayPal notica- notification for somebody uh, who had just signed up for contest prep, which is kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so we need to you need to get on there uh, and sign up with PJ before he raises his prices yet again because it's all about supply and demand. We only have so much PJ to go around, you know? Another pro after after USA is another women's physique pro. I'm cranking these women physique pros. That pro out. I've but actually heard people say... I don't want to sound cocky, but is anybody turning out as many women's physique pros as I am? No. And actually, it's interesting. Somebody told me at USA's, uh, one of the girls, maybe Michelle Trapp. I don't remember. Somebody told me that everybody is saying that you are the new men's, I mean, women's physique division guru. You are the training guru for the women's, like if. if you your, your, your microphone cut out. Everybody's saying dumb what? It says that you are the women's physique division um, procreator or guru. <laughs> that if, if you want to be a women's physique pro, you need to talk to PJ Braun. Uh, you know what? I think that it's you could definitely make a fair fair argument for that, especially after this year. You're not going to stop anybody if they want to say that. In other words, no, I'm certainly not. Um, so you can follow PJ Braun at sign Braun Fitness. I don't think anybody should follow you anymore, since somehow you're fucking 1,200 ahead of me, which makes no sense at all. Um, some kind of cheating witchcraft is going on here because witchcraft. Well, well, I look at your people now. Every periodically, I look at your people as I notice how much further you are ahead of me, and I notice that none of these people have anything to do with bodybuilding. Like literally, go through your list when you have a moment and you're sitting mm-hmm. on the toilet and look at these people, and then look at my people. Every one of my people is a competitor or interested, obviously interested. Well, the same in people are always in my in my timeline. So, well, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um. So don't follow him. Don't worry about that Twitter. But if you want to follow somebody on Twitter, that's a, a lot of work to do. Some of these people get a lot of followers. Yeah, you know, I've been looking at that. Um, I've been looking at some of this stuff, and I don't want to accuse anybody, but some of the numbers are a little bit out there.
through 